step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents, with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network, and I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and I want to give a big thanks to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. And I want to give a huge shout-out and a huge thank you to all of my regular listeners Thank you so much for tuning in week after week, month after month, and now year after year. And I want to do a big, huge welcome and thank you to all my new listeners for joining in tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just so you know, my radio show is a financial and life empowerment show focusing on improving your financial outlook. But it doesn't stop there. I'm here to give you some life lessons. That means educating you in other areas of life mind, body, and spirit, so that you can live life to the fullest. So in other words, to make it short, I'm here to help you. Well, this month, the month of April, thank God we made it to another month. We finished up the first quarter of the year. Now we're going to the second quarter, and it is April, uh, Financial Literacy Month. For those that didn't know that, yes, we have a month, Financial Literacy Month. It is a month highlighting the importance of financial literacy and teaching Americans how to establish and how to maintain healthy financial habits. It's a tough job, but somebody got to do it. Now, even though we, you know, as financial educators, even though we, uh, this month has been set aside for uh, recognizing financial literacy, uh, we recognize it every day pushing you and pushing each other uh, to manage our money uh, more responsibly, uh, trying to educate people to spend responsibly, to save consistently, to manage debt by paying it down and paying it off. Uh, we're here to help you protect and manage your credit, provide you with some money-saving tips, and to teach our children, young and old, 
and also to teach adults because uh, it's an ongoing mission, but it's a mission that we do every single day. So I just want to wish everyone a happy Financial Literacy Month. Now, tonight we have a, another great show. Uh, for those of you uh, that are joining first time tonight, this will be the fourth episode of the Women, <clears throat> excuse me, the Women and Finances series here on the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Now, for those of you who haven't heard uh, some of the previous episodes, I would encourage you to do so. You can visit my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com. I have dedicated a page uh, for the radio show, and I have created a gallery of all the guests that we've had here on the show. And uh, for the, I guess we started back in January for this particular series, and we've had uh, three different guests. Uh, like I said, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those shows. Uh, so it's not a, I guess, a concurrent show, but different shows because this segment or this series will be, um, I will have all uh, female guests from various backgrounds talking about money, talking about finances, but also talking about their challenges, their success stories, their struggles, their achievements that they have faced. So I think it will be a great learning experience, not only for women, but for all listeners to take part in. So uh, this is the fourth uh, episode tonight, and we have a, a very special guest here tonight. Um, I'll be introducing her momentarily. But uh, if you would like to call in with any questions or comments, I will have the line open. Uh, you can reach us at 917-889-8078. And if you are not aware, you can listen to all of the programs here on the CWR Talk Network. So not just my program, but we have other programs here. Uh, you can listen to all those programs uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So let's jump right into it. My guest tonight, she specializes in bringing financial wellness programs to the workplace. Lord God knows we need them. Uh, her approach is personalized and relatable. While working in the banking industry, she quickly saw that adults needed better financial advice, guidance, and instruction. Through workshops and personal financial coaching, she is helping people develop a positive money mindset that sets people up for success to reach short- and long-term goals. Amy considers herself a financial literacy advocate. I love this part. In, nine, excuse me, in 2017, she testified in favor of a personal financial literacy bill at the Assembly and Senate level. That bill was passed into law on November 30, 2017, making personal finance a requirement in K-12 schools in the state of Wisconsin. She volunteers in the classroom delivering smart money lessons to students. Her compassionate approach to financial education is helping many people. She resides in the cool... Uh, well, sometimes cold state of Wisconsin uh, with her husband and her two children. Let's do a, uh, a hearty welcome uh, to the show. We have Miss Amy Vitron. Good, I want to say good morning. 
Hello, Amy. Good afternoon. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> oh, good evening. <laughs> get my t- hey, I'm getting my times messed up right now. How are you doing, Amy? Sure. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me tonight. Well, it's a pleasure having you here on the show. Thank you so much for joining in. So, uh, to not waste or delay any time, I want to jump right into our discussion, so take advantage of the time that we have. Um, I always start off with this question with all my guests, because I think it's, uh, it's helpful to hear different uh, stories uh, with all of us, because we, sometimes we can, we can relate to uh, different, different stories. So, tell us, will you please share your money experience or your money story growing up? I'd be happy to. Um, there, there's a lot to share, so I'll try and condense. You know, growing up, my parents divorced at a, at a very young age, and I primarily lived with my mother, and so things were tight, and she worked day and night to make ends meet, and I kind of associated that with, you know, money was difficult, it took a lot of sacrifice to get money. Those were some of my beliefs and thoughts very early on in life. Um, I remember starting second grade with two pairs of pants and three shirts, and I strategically rotated those items throughout the week so no one would notice that I didn't have a lot of clothes to wear. But you know what? That never made me feel bad or sad or shameful and that's because I think due to my mom's approach to that situation um, she was always happy and she loved life so the fact that we didn't have much you know didn't didn't reflect on on how we looked at life as a whole you know we appreciated things a little bit more um, given that my mom worked a lot, I spent a lot of time with grandparents and both sets of grandparents, and they they both were very different um, from a money standpoint. So one set of grandparents were farmers. My grandma never worked outside the home, and I remember her washing bread bags and hanging them on the clothesline because you never threw anything away. <laughs> and you never gotcha. wasted. Um, but I also realized that they experienced some financial hardships and had to give up their homestead as a result, which was a very sad time for our family. Um, and then my other set of grandparents, um, they worked very hard, worked outside the home, but also were farmers, but were super savers. Um, they you know, they lived very frugally, but they also enjoyed things in life that were, you know, important to them, like travel and um, owning a cottage. And unfortunately, I never really knew how good they were with money management until they passed away and left me part mm-hmm. of an inheritance. And I think back on that, and if only I had known, I would have asked many more questions and could have learned so much more from them at, you know, how they put the discipline in place to save. Um, So, you know, those are some of the things from my childhood that I've only recently started to reflect on when I've gotten involved in, you know, starting my own business and studying money mindset 
and how that shapes our behaviors. You know, I realize that so many of these things are kind of formed early in life and they kind of stay buried in our subconscious. And then as we become adults and we start money habits, whether they're good or poor, (laughs) it really is, goes all the way back to our childhood. Yeah. I I can relate to that. Uh, I, uh, I shared so many times here on my show uh, regarding my parents. Uh, I always thought that, now this is kind of funny. I always thought that we were uh, not necessarily rich, but, uh, affluent, and until I got older, and my mom uh, shared with me just how tough <laughs> life was growing up with right. you know five, six, seven kids, and uh, uh, there were times when she would tell me that she said there were times when I get my paycheck and I spent all the check, you know, just to keep food on the on the table, and uh, and I picked up just a couple of principles, really just by listening to my parents about money. But you, I have to agree with you. Uh, my mindset regarding money was rather was shaped at an early age. And when I became an adult, I pretty much mimicked what I saw, or mimicked what I grew up on. And it was up until I got into banking that I really uh, got a grasp of sound financial management. So, And I always say it's not how you start the race, but how you're running it now and how you intend to in or finish the race. So, so great. Thank you for sharing that, Amy. Yes. Very good. Now, what did you do before you got into uh, your business uh, with, with your company and all? Um, well, I'll, I'll go back as far as um, college. So I majored in finance, and when I graduated, I knew that I wanted to do something with finance to help people. So I started applying for jobs with investment firms, and I really wasn't even able to secure an interview with these with these organizations. They, I kept hearing that they, I wasn't qualified because I didn't have any sales experience. So mm. that kind of put the wind and you know took the wind out of my sails. And so, but I needed a job. So I took a, you know, position with a staffing company, which placed me in a manufacturing facility doing credit and collections. So I'm a 22-year-old girl, um, very low self-confidence, not knowing what I wanted in life and having to call people asking them for money. (laughs) It was terrifying. (laughs) I was not good at it, and I hated it. (laughs) So my career path was not a straight one. (laughs) So I worked for several manufacturing companies before I um, took a job in my hometown at a community bank. And it was a step back in my career at that time because I had just had my son and I wanted to be closer to home and spend more time with my family. That was more important at that point in time. But something told me that even though it may have looked like a step back, I, it was going to open more opportunities down the road. I just had that feeling. And it, it did yeah. way more than that. It revealed my passion for financial education. 
So while working at that bank, I was able to get involved with financial literacy initiatives, which allowed me to get involved at the state level, like you had explained in my, you know, introduction, and, um, you know, really making some good changes in financial literacy education for our state. So then while I was working at the bank, yeah, (laughs) it's awesome. Um, I was working with people from ages 5 to 85 on financial literacy topics, and I did notice that the adults were being missed. We were offering workshops and seminars, but no one was coming. So I decided that I was going to meet adults where they spend most of their time, and that's in their workplace. So that's kind of how my business model was evolved, and I decided to go out on my own in 2017 and carry that out which led me to where I'm at today. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Now, who or what has had the greatest influence along your journey to get to where you are now? I think just every person that I come in contact with that I help, whether it be a kindergartner, you know, reading a story to them about money, or a senior citizen talking to them about financial abuse. Um, all those people are what, you know, motivate me and keep me going. Um, because I don't think we know the, the severity of poor financial skills and how people are suffering, and they're suffering in silence. That's what's the toughest part. I have to agree with you totally. I mean, and... Of course, it, it limits uh, their buying power. It limits their uh, ability to provide at a certain level or a certain lifestyle that would be comparable. Uh, I mean, they, you know, it, what we do and what you're doing uh, is vitally important, and, and sometimes people don't realize the, uh, the impact uh, that it has once you put principles into play. But then when you have some that are either they were not exposed to uh, financial wellness programs or financial education and to see where they are now and looking at sometimes the disadvantages, uh, unfortunately, that uh, follow suit with that. Uh, Well, like I said in the beginning of the show, we have have a great mission right now, uh, not just for this month with financial literacy, but uh, to do what we're doing on an everyday basis and that is to help people uh, improve with their financial outlooks, to improve with their financial lives so they can live a comfortable life. There's nothing like being at peace, especially with your finances. So uh, right. I applaud. I definitely want to applaud what you did with, for, with the uh, state level. Um, I, I need you to come down here to Florida. Certainly, I'd be happy to. Yeah, yeah, we we it, that has been pushed uh, so many times here in our state, and uh, we hadn't gotten there yet. Even though there some of the programs are in some of the schools, but we needed we need a bill that would say, okay, this is going to dictate that this is mandatory teaching uh, for all of our children because uh, you know they are our future, and uh, we need to have some financial responsible children now. So when they become adults they can be even more financially responsible. So 
applaud what you're doing and what uh, what you're doing through your your company and all. Thank you. Now, yeah, if you don't mind, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come right back and we're going to finish our uh, uh, conversation here uh, with Amy. And uh, when we get back from the break, I want to talk about some of the challenges, some of the uh, things that you had to overcome to get to where you are, either personally or professionally. So, uh, everyone, please stick around. We'll be right back. Listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. Alright, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese! Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car. Which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network. Well, welcome back, and we are continuing uh, my discussion, or we continue our discussion, uh, with Amy Vitron. Uh, this is the fourth episode of the Women and Finances series here on the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. And now I just want to kind of skip gears a little bit, Amy, just to get down uh, to some, um, I call it the nitty-gritty, uh, sometimes the things that uh, have just truly, truly been foundational that has made us into the people that we are today. Now, what were some of the struggles or some of the challenges that you faced along your journey, either personally or professionally? Well, I think some of the challenges that I encountered were more with, within myself um, when it came to meeting with managers or leaders to discuss, you know, goals, performance, maybe career paths. I always fell silent, and I sat back and waited for them to decide. I let them tell me how things were going to go, what I was going to focus on, what I was going to work up to. I never expressed what I truly wanted from a professional standpoint. 
So yeah, it took me quite a few years to figure that out and to find my voice. Um, but that was, okay. I think, a big challenge or struggle in my career. How, so how did you overcome that? I mean, certain program or certain methodology that you use? I think it was just from reading the, you know, personal development books and developing a higher level of self self worth. And, you know, a lot of it had to do with being my own boss as well and being an entrepreneur and talking with prospective clients. I really had to be clear about what I wanted out of the relationship. Otherwise, I wasn't going to be successful, and they probably wouldn't end up doing business with me. I was the expert when it comes to financial wellness programming. They aren't. So, you know, I just kind of broke out of that shell and started taking control and being very clear about, you know, my ask. Now, were there any struggles i say when you started your uh your business uh did you have some kickback from you know from people from colleagues or or even sometimes i hate to say it but sometimes family members uh, <laughs> uh could oh. uh, speak against it so did you have any issues any struggles along the way uh with your business uh, since you started your business oh absolutely I, you know, I was started under the misconception that everybody was going to want this and everybody was going to say <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. which is, yeah, far from the truth, um, but I had to get comfortable with calling people that I didn't know and do, you know, showing up at places where I didn't know anyone um, in just being, you know, really trying to explain what financial wellness is because in Wisconsin it's a very new concept. Um, It is starting to get some traction now, but I think half the battle was educating educating my prospective clients on what it even is. Now now tell us, uh, what's the name, tell me your name of your business. So I don't think I even, My business I even name is. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> it is called Gold Standard Financial Wellness Company. I like that. Gold Standard. <laughs> the highest level. <laughs> exactly. Highest level. Yes. <laughs> now, what advice? What advice can you give to other women? Uh, you know, based upon. Uh, your life, your your personal life, your struggles, or your achievements professionally uh, as well? Well, I really love this, this question. I love being asked this. You know, number one, I really encourage women to find your passion and unleash it. You almost have to get inside your own head and figure out what thoughts and beliefs are holding you back. And then start to challenge those beliefs. You know, what if they are completely untrue? And how would that change things? Secondly, my biggest advice is get a mentor and surround yourself with people that have the results you want. I was amazed at how willing other people 
or other women that have success and are well-known were willing to help me when I asked for it. And they took the time to talk with me and really uh, motivate me. You know, I used to think that success meant figuring it out all on my own. And that level of thinking kind of left me feeling lonely, isolated, and incompetent. So when I started to lean on others, it increased my self-confidence. It gave me determination and grit, and it really lit me up. I was fired up all the time. So all of those emotions are what really um, fuels success. Great. Oh, great. You know, you you said something there uh, with those points. Uh, of course, they can be related to uh, a good advice for everyone uh, about surrounding yourself with like-minded people and people that are willing to help you along the way. I can remember when I first started doing this radio show, I'm used to speaking before people. I'm very comfortable on, on the stage, you know, looking eye to eye, you know, walking the stage, uh, telling my story or educating in some form or fashion. But when I put this headset and this microphone in front of me and I have no one else to look at except for a computer monitor or a screen, it was rather frightening. And then I also had to get guests on the show. And so I went back to my old banking days when I was a lender and you know, making calls to meet people. But then there were some that I you know, wanted to meet but was rather uncomfortable uh, at times and somewhat intimidated, meaning uh, because of where they are. And I'm thinking, they they will never get on my show. You know, they will never. (laughs) So (laughs) I understand the overcoming (laughs) some of those obstacles. And uh, I mean, I spoke to someone today that uh, she's going to, I won't mention the name. I sure won't mention the name, but she would definitely be on, on a future show. And uh, very influential uh, uh, throughout the finance world, very influential throughout the business world, uh, especially here in the, in the States. And it was uh, absolutely delight to speak with her. She's just a down-to-earth person. And you're right, there are people there that you can surround yourself with that are there to help you. All you have to do is ask. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so great advice. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Now, Amy, before we uh, close out the show, tell us uh, what are you doing? Anything special going on uh, for this month of April for financial literacy with you? Well, this is my favorite month of the year um, to create this awareness and really shed some you know, put the spotlight on financial literacy and the need for it. Um, Nothing specific with my business, but I am, you know, getting back into the classrooms and volunteering um, with Junior Achievement in April. And I'm very excited to be doing that for the very first time. And um, hopefully reading some books to some small children and just volunteering um, my time. And I'm also doing a workshop at my church as well. So um, those are some of the ways that I'm going to focus on Financial Literacy Month. Fantastic. Good. Hope you great success and win a lot, people. Win a lot 
of people to, to abide by those financial literacy skills and guidelines. So uh, I wish you much, much success, all of us much success as we put forth. This is our month right here for our financial educators. So uh, right. glad that's what you're doing. Now, uh, before we close out also, uh, would you please give us, uh, for people that may be interested uh, in what you do through your company, uh, provide your website, contact information, phone number, uh, any, any type of references for books or workshops or things like that. Uh, please do so at this time. Sure. Um, my website, which involves a little bit more about what I do and a blog, you can visit that at um, gsfinancialwellness.com, GS for the gold standard. Or you can reach me by email at info at gsfinancialwellness.com. My number would be 920-379-0435. Okay, perfect, perfect. Now, do you have any uh, any planned workshops or anything going on uh, for the remainder of the year that you would like to share or any type of program that you'll be doing, maybe new and fresh? Um, nothing public at this time, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Working on a this. lot of new material, uh, but... <laughs> good, good, good. I have to say, let everybody know, uh, Amy put out her first video, I think it was, Today, really right? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> yes. So if you're, let's see, you know, was it on, is it on Facebook or is it just on LinkedIn? LinkedIn. LinkedIn only. LinkedIn. Yes. So. Okay, LinkedIn only. So all of you uh, that are on the professional site on LinkedIn, uh, I would encourage you to uh, look up Amy and take a look at that video. Uh, that's it's the first of many to come. No pressure, Amy. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so I always like to push uh, all my guests here and what they're doing, and uh, uh, great success on many more videos, Amy. Thank you for putting that out. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> oh, oh, you're welcome. You're more than welcome. Well. Uh, Let's see, as we get ready to close out, any closing thoughts or any words you would like to uh, uh, share with us before we uh, say goodnight? I just wanted to thank you for having me on the show. It was it was very delightful to be your guest tonight, Lionel, and thank you. Okay, great. Good to have you on. You're more than welcome, Amy. Well, that is a wrap. I want to thank all of you for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., excuse me, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the best way to catch me is on my website, and my website is www.shipmanconsulting.com, or you can touch and follow me or connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you've missed any of the past shows, uh, I have created an archive on my website. So you can go to my website at www.shipmentconsulting.com. As I stated at the beginning of the show, I've dedicated a page highlighting all of the shows. I've done a number of solo shows where I talk about different uh, financial topics. 
but I do have a gallery of all the past guests that I've had here uh, on the show. And I would encourage you to go back, and especially because we're doing the Women and Finances series, this is the fourth episode tonight, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the previous ones, uh, episode one, two, and three. Got some fantastic guests uh, there on the show, different topics, different background, uh, different subject matter. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to those shows. So as I do always, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. I'll talk to you next week. Take care till next time. And now we're going to go out with a little bit of music by Mr. Warren Hill. Take care, everyone. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.